When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and a... Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome to the Wolf and Our Pod uh, email bonus special, special, special uh, Now, Tom, I've pulled out like 10 emails Wow Do you want to just um, ra- should we try and get through all of them? Yeah, just quickly though Yeah, go on there's a little thing that I got. Someone messaged me about this. So, by work. the way, by the way, by the way, by the way, before you start, yeah, um, I know for a fact that this is something where you think you've won something, and I can tell you why. Because <laughs> why? The, because the tone of your voice changed, the way you're sitting changed. So you think you're about to sort of impart some sort of fucking fatality? Go on. No, no I'm not like that. No, you know me, baby. Right, listen, what I'm saying to you is this. Um, someone's got in t- touch. Remember a few weeks ago, you were talking about uh, the problem you had with someone um, saying you were an arsehole at the school gates and all that stuff? Yes, yes, yes. And you speculated um, and you just pulled a name out of nowhere. What name did I pull up? You, I think it was something along the line of, was it like Gian or Colette or something like that or something? Yeah. It was a weird name. Maybe, it was, I can't remember. I, can't it was remember. A very, I made it up. Well, yeah, you made it up, but someone's got in contact to say actually it wasn't, the name is the name of a fam- quite famous porn actress from the 70s and 80s. <laughs> right. So it was just, yeah. It was just like, What, the know? name that I pulled out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the name of a... F- so what are you trying to... What are you getting at? <laughs> Why have you got a little smile in your face? No, it's just like... it clear- And it was from quite a sort of like famous porn movie from the sort of... For the time. So whether that's just sort of on your on your head. Um it was because it was an amazing name. You're you so out. you're so pleased with yourself, aren't you? <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying that you are. You're so <laughs> so happy with that. I, it just jumped to my head then, like after we finished the last episode, I was like, "It's getting early with a blow." So. Okay. Um, I think that was the name of one of her movies, actually. Getting early <laughs> with a <the> blow. <laughs> okay. First email. Uh, this is from Rick Byrne. Uh, hi, Rom and Tom. After listening to the last couple of episodes and hearing about Tom's problems with his internet, I thought I'd email. In one of them, after Tom had just finished a rant about BT, Spotify cut to an advert which proclaimed the benefits of BT broadband. I know this isn't a question or a great story, but the advert placement really made me laugh and I felt like BT responding with a big fuck you to Tom. Love the podcast. Hope you're both well. I'm seething about this. Seething about this. Genuinely and angry. Your right. internet's better today. You still with BT? Have you changed? Uh, I'm with Sky now. So. Uh, it's so it's so much better. Yeah, 
So BT, if you think you got the last laugh, the fact is that everyone can see this and hear this a lot clearer because of your idiocy. And if you if you want to run a war, BT, I'll give you a war. So jump in. I mean, a number of people contacted me about this thing, and we can't vet who um, advertisers on this podcast. We, uh, that, that is uh, that's absolutely not true. We, we totally we can. What, we so you said we could have BT ad. No, effort. I just haven't. I just haven't put any preferences on what ads that can roll out. Well, can you tell them from now on? I don't want any BT adverts or Krispy Kreme adverts. What? What? I'm just okay. saying. Let me see if this changes your mind. Krispy Kreme, as a result of us talking about them so much, yep. I've offered to send you a box of donuts for free. Now you've just said, you've just said, you don't want them. You don't want an advert from them or anything on the podcast. So am I assuming? Because I've, I've got a message sitting in my Instagram right now going, just let us know whenever Tom wants a box of donuts of his choice, we'll send them along. Now, I'm assuming that you're, because you're a man of his word and you've got integrity, you will tell me now to reply to them saying, no, thank you. Tom no longer wishes to sample any of your work. He's very disappointed with the pronunciation of your company name. Do you want me to just say, do you want me to do that now? Shall I do it now? I can, oh, in fact, you know what? Let me get my phone now. Do you want me to do it now? Look, listen. I learned a lot from Chin, yeah, from the last um, from the last episode. Yeah, far be it from me uh, to you know if Krispy Kreme, and I've learned to say that recently. I've um, handed out an olive branch, stroked big box of donuts, and uh, by the way, this better be like like a buck old twenty of donuts. Um, I will, I will say, I'm prepared now to slink down my sword. And I will walk away and let the dragon that is Krispy Kreme go into its cage. So I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. I'm saying that yes, you want the donuts. Yeah, can you get the donut sent, please? <laughs> so you now what you want me to say to Krispy Kreme? What do you want me to say to them about what you've been saying about their name? Well, I've had to learn to say Krispy Kreme now. And actually, someone on set yesterday said say Krispy Kreme, didn't they? And also, you've actually you're even came about- up, you sidled up to me yesterday. With that thing that we've both seen quite a lot, a lot of people hitting us up and thank you guys. I, I love your support. Saying about cream, cream egg, Cadbury's themselves have said it's creme. No, they haven't. This is the problem. Cadbury's Twitter said that. You're so naive. It's actually quite cute. God, <laughs> <laughs> God. No big business are allowed to do any tweets without someone getting the okay from the owners of that company. Is that right? So every single, so what you're saying is every single tweet that comes from Cadbury's Twitter, the owners of Cadbury's okay every single tweet. That, is course, that what you're saying? Of course, mate. Seriously. So the guy, so the, the people, the, the the people that are running Cadbury's, yes. Every every what hour hour and a half they're yeah, going. But- oh, somebody's somebody's. Can I just check with something? Somebody's asking about the uh, about the dairy milks going out to Tesco's in Weymouth. Can I, I want to reply to them to say that they're on the way, but I just want to double check with you, the head of the company, whether it's okay to send that tweet. Is that <laughs> of what you course. think happens? No, it doesn't work. Oh, this is where I've got to school you a bit. But it doesn't work like that. What happens is they will go, like, just say, for example, it's someone called Michael who is doing the tweets. Or it could be Sarah or Luke, whatever, right? But they go in at the beginning of the week and go, this is our projected tweets for this week. Uh, can we get a sign-off? And then, you know, we're going to do this thing where we're going to say, we're going to basically uh, 
say about crit, it's actually not Cadbury's Crete, it's Cadbury's Creme Egg. So we're going to do that. That's going to be something. And, you know, and look, don't get me wrong. There's some stuff like the whole thing about, and hopefully the, the place in Weymouth or wherever you said, got its dairy milks. Um, but the fact of the matter is that stuff is done ad hoc. They, they're not going to look after that. They give it their trusted. But when it's coming up with massive statements like the one that we've been showing this week, that is definitely run through the head office. That is definitely run through. Okay. 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 Now, let's imagine uh, that we exist in a world that for some reason, uh, cream egg is pronounced creme egg. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and Cadbury's become aware that everybody calls it cream egg and that it's actually pronounced creme egg. Yeah, and what and what you're saying is is that Cadbury's have decided as a strategy to correct everybody's pronunciation of cream egg or creme egg, rather than issuing a press release, rather than an advert to explain that they have decided they've said, can you do a tweet reply to one person saying it's pronounced? Can you wait for somebody to ask us how it's pronounced? Don't no 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 don't don't do don't do it don't do it don't do it probably embarrassed. <laughs> Put, uh, okay. They're probably thinking, right? I don't know who runs Cadbury's, but let's. Just, okay. Yeah. Do, you, do you know what? Just stop. Just stop because I thought I was having a real conversation there, and no. then you said that, and I know that you're just being a prick now. I'm not being a prick. I'm saying that, mate. You can't just right. You're, you're telling me, right? Let's just use this as an example. You, Romish, get the job as Arsenal's head of Twitter, right? Okay. And then you turn around and go, oh, "We're signing Lionel Messi." Yeah. You think you'd be allowed to do that? Not the same thing, but okay, go on. No, it I is probably would. because Lionel Messi is the same as Cadbury's cream eggs. What are you on about? You can't, you can't put full stuff out there. If you know, if someone messages you and you're the head of Arsenal's Twitter and they go, "Excuse me, Arsenal Twitter, are we signing Messi?" and you went, "Yeah, we're signing him next year," you wouldn't be able to do that, would you? Um, no, but but again. This is a. This is nothing to do with what we're talking about. It's like going. Uh, well, Tom. Tom, let me let me let, let, let me put it to you like this. If you were uh, walking along the street and you saw a dog shit, would you eat it? Just oh, answer the question. Would you? No. Well, I'll rest my case. It's not the same. With to- right. The Twitter is the face of a lot of these big companies, mate. That's how it works now. So you can't you can't be putting out false information. It just doesn't work. Okay. Like, all right, yeah, you know, we're going to have to agree to disagree on this, okay, guys. Can you again? Can you get in touch? It's a second debate we've had in as in as many minutes, actually, uh, because we finished the last episode with, with a hot debate about. A, 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 I don't know. I said hot debate with a debate about an email. If you can email into wolfhourpod at gmail.com and let us know what you think about this cream. Also, if you because... are Cadbury's, obviously, we're, yeah, we're we're gaining some. You know, big shout out to Krispy Kreme. Um, Yes, send me the donuts. I'll eat them, and then I will. Yeah, if you want to organise a meeting or a sit down or something just to sort this out once and for all, um, I'm there, and I'm. I respect you, BT. There's no coming back. I hate you. I think you're disgusting. Unless, um, of course, you offer him free internet, in which case he'll fold quicker than a fucking laundry. <laughs> right. But lastly, Cadbury's, can you just get in touch? Maybe your um, Cadbury's just Twitter, just to say like how how much power you have there and yeah 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 cool. if cadbury's twitter happens to be if the person in charge of cadbury's twitter happens to be listening could you please email in to tell us how much power you've got <laughs> uh right next email uh this is this is specifically for you actually okay uh this is from rob jones 
Uh, Rob Jones says, uh, Tom, who stuck the putter up the Harris in King Gary? Big Gal or Little Ted? I like to think they did it together and shared a little wink and then took the blame for each other. Well, you know now, what, Rob? You're sort of right. You're sort of right. Mate. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not anything. I'm reading the email. No, no. I said Rob, not Rob. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, sorry, Rob Jones. Um, actually, one of my favourite England right backs played for Liverpool as well. Um, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so, yeah, it was basically yeah. The idea is that it probably was. Can you can you give a bit of background here to people because there might be people that haven't watched King Gary. So, can you sort of give this a bit? This well, is yeah. from King. This is from King Gary. Well, he said in King Gary. So, I'm yeah, and we're actually one. talking about this episode because you went back and watched it recently, didn't you? I did actually. Yeah, watched it yesterday. Yeah. Uh, the idea being that Teddy has, um, it was Big Gary who put the putter up the bum and Teddy has taken the blame for it because he didn't want his dad and his granddad arguing. So, and also he wanted to be, get, you know, just he's bored of being involved in his dad's big tiss. Um, so yeah, it's very subjective though. A lot of people have said over time, they have different, different thoughts on what really happened. It's quite nice though, isn't it? It's a bit like the end of um, Inception. Do you know what I, mean? the I never got to the end of that movie. I thought it was fucking awful. Oh my god! <laughs> it just wasn't for me. Um, actually, talking about films, say... by the way, uh, I watched Capone, and it's it's got a lot of kick-ins. I actually quite enjoyed it. Okay, so this is a, a segways go. That was one show host suitable. That have you seen it yet, Capone? No, I haven't. But I'm a big fan of Tom Hardy. I love Tom so, Hardy. I just think so. Go on, tell me what what was what was why are you suddenly? Because no. by the way. Just to give us a bit of context, you mentioned Capone yesterday, and I saw a little sort of like cog sort of click across right. one notch in your head there, and I should have known then he's going to bring this up in the podcast. No, I really, genuinely really enjoyed it. I actually thought, no, no. Okay. Look, the reason that there was a little glimmer, no, because you and some of the girls yesterday were talking about that show you've been watching. Um, uh, you and Vicky and I think Nicola and Anna were talking about... Uh, One Division. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, which I haven't watched. It's not really for me. It's not, you know, and you weirdly, when you, you said you'd been watching One Division, I said I'd watch Capone. You said you'd watch One Division. So I, I think you, I think you'd enjoy Capone, but a lot of people have been kicked. I put a thing up. It's the most kicking I've ever had on Instagram. What, that you said it was good? I said I enjoyed it. I've got loads of people saying it's awful. It's terrible. It's the worst film I've ever seen. Okay. But what was your, exa- do you remember what your exact words were? I said I thoroughly enjoyed it. what on the, the component. Okay, fine. I said I really yeah, enjoyed this. Quite your... well played, Tom Hardy. Okay, so you you can't you should not be allowed to get a kick in on that. Yeah, no, yeah, right? it's my opinion, right? Because because you've gone, I enjoyed this. Yeah. So you can't be wrong in that. No, no, no. You enjoy you enjoyed it. If you go, I think Capone's the best film of all time, and people go, "What the fuck are you talking about?" You go, "Well, I am correcting that in that I think that." Yeah. You you might disagree. You might have a different favorite, but. Doesn't matter. I, I, I find it really bizarre that people damage. found it that bad, though. I mean, I didn't think. Look, get, I just think I just think Tom Hardy is incredible at doing that sort of thing. I love him as an actor. Right. I mean, okay. yeah, he's great, Tom. He's someone, by the way, who's never sold out and done shitty adverts. No, but speaking of which, we had a number of emails about um, beer fifty two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you fucking awesome. What? <laughs> yeah, mate. What, mate? You say that I'm the I'm the guy for that. You are like that. You threw that in, yeah. Okay, this what? is how the fucking that situation we've just worked in, right? I yeah. fuck my ass has slightly gone a little bit on a fucking thing that I was trying to get into, and I've realised I've bitten off more than I could chew, right? So we're on a snooker table, right? 
I'm standing over the fucking last fucking last hole. I, I can put the. I can fucking. I can win the game, and I've fucking missed. I've not only missed. I've fucking probably fucking put the fucking black and the fucking white. Right? You've seen that weakness, and you've grinned, and you fucking. Because I said to you yesterday, I'm a little bit worried. Because and by the way, beer fifty two. Shout out beer fifty two. Right? Um, you told me that they were brilliant. You said that. <laughs> Can I just step in in Tom's defence? Now, what we're talking about here is that Tom has been quite vocal uh, yeah. in um, in talking about people advertising things that they don't that they're not involved in or they don't consume or whatever. And then last week, I don't know whenever it went out, a beer fifty two advert went out that we did. We did a beer fifty two advert for the podcast, and people have gone. Does Tom use beer fifty two? And I'm gonna I'm gonna stick up for Tom here. Uh, now, when we first got the advert in, Tom hadn't wasn't a member of Beer Fifty Two, but he is now. I've signed him up, and he is shortly going to be uh, the proud recipient of uh, I don't know how many beers it is, but you get a magazine and a snack, don't you? We're doing another fucking advert for him now. Aren't yeah, we? no, but no, the no. Point is, yeah, and look, let me tell you, right? If I don't believe in what Beer Fifty Two stands for. You've seen what I'm capable of here today, guys. You've seen what I'm about. What are you capable of? You've seen it. You've seen that. You know, I don't stand for any shit. No, unless you're offered a free item and then you do stand for it. Not only do you stand for it, you fucking eat it. <laughs> Next email is from, let me just double check on the old and on. Oh, yeah, he is specifically asked to be anonymous. Right, okay. okay, ready? Uh, hi, Rom and Tom. Many thanks for taking the time to make your podcast. I've really enjoyed listening to every episode and I'm a big fan of you, both your work. Can I just say something, by the way, just while this reminds me, we read out a fraction of the emails that we receive, but we read all of them. Yeah. Okay. So can I just say, if your email doesn't get read out, please don't think it's gone under, unappreciated. We love them. So please do send them in and don't ever feel like it's a waste if you, um, if you haven't got, had it read out. Okay. I'm writing to you for some advice. As I'm a university student living away from home and I found myself in an awkward situation. Uh, I live in a flat with only one other student. Since moving in together, it's become very obvious my flatmate is not the sociable type, spending almost the entirety of his day in his own bedroom. Initially, I believe this is down to him just being very conscientious and focused on work, which I'm all for. However, as time has gone on, it's become increasingly evident he's intentionally taken any measure to avoid being in my company. It's not a large flat. I can hear him in his room watching YouTube videos or on the phone laughing to friends. Anytime he comes up to the kitchen for food, he wears big headphones to avoid potential conversation. Wow. I understand and respect that everyone likes having their own space. And in normal circumstances, I would not feel affected by it and simply just meet other friends. However, with the lockdown situation and him being the only person I'm legally allowed to see, it's difficult not to view this as something personal. It's left me wondering what I need to do differently to be more engaging or why he may, ha may have a problem with me. But nothing comes to mind. Being confrontational would only make the situation worse. While being intentionally friendly to him or over-accommodating feels very desperate and not appealing for someone you wouldn't want to hang out with. And if I do nothing, it seems you'll be content with us barely crossing paths on a weekly basis. I know it's trivial. I would first of all say it's not trivial. Um, he's asked to keep an eye on us. We'll have to, we'll have to beat, beat that up. And, and others are in far worse positions in lockdown. However, I can't seem to get around the fact that it'd be nice to have some face-to-face -face conversations during lockdown. I think you guys would have some wisdom to share for the best way I could go about it. Um, okay, I'm going to give you the uh, dignity that you've asked for and not say your name. Um, so it doesn't have to be beeped out. So it's James, James Torrance, who's our brilliant editor some time. Uh, Robert Shorty doesn't respect him as much as I do. Um, so, uh, my friend, number one, I'm going to shout this out. Uh, 
genuinely, I, I massively feel for you um, here because I would find the situation you are in agonising, and uh, and and I think I don't think you're being oversensitive to, to what you're going through. Can I also say, and I think Romish would agree, um, and I think anyone who's listened to this podcast, my thing would have been, I, I'd have made this 20 times worse by being as chatty as I could have been, asking <laughs> if he wants to come out for games of FIFA, ordering loads of Chinese food or like massive buffets of food so he'd potentially come out and eat with me and uh, trying to force my hand as um, to be uh, to be his friend and, and then quickly as uh, I'd done that I would then sort of re- sort of fall into a place where I'd realised that I've massively disliked this person and it would have become worse and worse because he wouldn't have been seduced by my friendly advances um, so what I'd say it, it's, it seems to me it's a very 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 tough situation I, I'm, I might be wrong on this I think standing back and thinking about it maybe like maybe it is worth just having like an actual conversation with him as to why he why he feels the way he does about you and and why he he's acting that way it seems to me and like you know i don't like because i don't know the scenario and i don't know the situation it sounds to me like he's a massive fucking prick um wow no i'm just wow like, mate it's yeah you know, i'm a friendly guy you know and beep also sounds like a really friendly guy and to to go in and, and not to engage at all or not you know to have big headphones on and then to sort of like be you know to, to not chat that just feels that feels pretty harsh that feels pretty bad and i think that no one wants that sort of behavior and i think that he should he should make some sort of effort just to go look mate you know da, da, da. in a in the morning just have a, a, a chinwag a little chat with him or in the evening just to sort of you know 10 minutes of of what this is flatmates time is going to mean, mean a lot to the our friend here is written in and that that's nothing is it in the in the scheme of things so i think to to completely ignore look i will tell you now i've worked with people i've had friends of friends um i've been in so many situations where i've been an annoying person and i people have chosen to ignore me and i will tell you it's one of the harshest and worst things to go through as a human being because especially if you feel you haven't done anything wrong you you really sort of start questioning yourself as a human being massively so you know that you've reached out i'm guessing you're doing that and i would say that it's no bearing on you you walk your own path go the way you're going brother um but you know and these are the most trying of times to be going through something like this um but you know and this is a silly old bit of advice that most of us are given it's probably it's not you mate it's him so uh just remember that um, I, I would echo a lot of what Tom said. I, I would say, just in, in all seriousness, it's a difficult one because it's possible. It is possible. Not necessarily likely, but it is possible that he has some sort of anxiety about, uh, you know, there could be some underlying thing that makes him not want to talk to you, right? What I would say slightly undermines that is the fact that you can hear him on the phone laughing to yeah, his mates yeah. and stuff, right? But there there might be something, there might be some legitimate reason that isn't, he doesn't like you, that he's not talking to you, right? My my inclination would be to almost be as frank with him as you have done with us on this email and say to him, this is how I'm feeling. This is the situation. If, that, if you don't feel comfortable talking to me for whatever reason, then that's absolutely fine. But at least you'll know. If he says, no, 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 not at all, and then continues to be kind of what appears to be rude to you, then... 
that is what it is. Do you know what I mean? But I think I, I sort of think there might there's something to be said for having the actual conversation with him here because at the moment you're doing a lot of speculating and it's caused you enough concern to email us. So that to me suggests it's a stressor. So you know, I'd kind of look into maybe trying to figure out what what the what this guy's deal with it, what this guy's deal is. I mean, it might be that. Yeah, it might be as Tom said that he's just a bit fucking rude, but it might be, it might be there's some underlying reason for it. Do you know what I mean you know that he's going through something and talking to his friends that he's close, who he's closer to than you with, you know, it makes that easier or something. I don't know. I'm I'm making shit up, but I'm just saying is you know we, we don't know. So m- m- at the moment you don't know, and it's causing you a bit of sort of mental agony. So I would sort of get into have a conversation with him, but for for sure. Yeah. But also remember. Like this could be another thing is, you know, make him jealous. Tell him that, you know, we could put you down on the, you know, one of the things me and Romesh, well, I've been thinking of, I forgot to say to Romesh before this podcast, but we could, me and Romesh, that we could do like a little tour around some of the people who've helped and come and have pints and sort of hang out. So you could be like, oh, guess where I'm going? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go and have a pint with Tom and Rom who helped me during lockdown. And uh, yeah, so we, we're already sort of, I think we're going to Dublin. We're going to a couple of other places to to catch up with some of the people we've helped uh, on this podcast. Um, so, yeah, you could be one of those, bro. What do you think, Rob? Yeah. Uh, and also, I would add to that, on top of what Tom said there, none of what he just said is true. <laughs> no. It's so far from No, but right. Look, and look, if people are up for us doing this, please email in uh, wolfowlpod at gmail.com. Right? The fact of the matter is, I think it would be really cool to go and catch up with some of the people that we've helped along the way and get like a little photo album of like us sort of like having a pint or, or, or a pie. Your, your, obs- your obsession with visual media for a podcast is absolutely fucking baffling. <laughs> no, but, no, we could get, you know, like when you see people do those really cool, like little sort of like, um, sort of album things on Instagram or whatever, and it could be sort of like, yeah. No, I've never seen one of those that I think is cool. <laughs> no, but I can imagine, right? It's you getting on the easy jet flight, and you're like doing your, I'm annoyed, right? And I'm laughing, and then it's us just having some fish and chips on a beach with one of the people we've helped. And yeah, Tom, Tom, what? Tom, Tom, listen, I have got no issue with talking to people that have emailed into the podcast or people that listen to the podcast. If you ever see me and Tom together. Uh, or separately, and you want to talk about the podcast, please feel free to do so. I'm absolutely fine. That is a separate issue to you and me doing some fucking Instagram album (laughs) about memories. Like That is absolutely never going to happen. But I think, right, right, you fucking kick it back, man. You've got fucking, you know, uh, Dermot Kennedy's playing, like one of his songs playing, and it's sort of like a bit rocky at places, a little bit slow. Shout out to to Dermot Kennedy. Loving Dermot Kennedy. Big fan of him. And you just have that, you know? And that could be really, you know, it's me, you know, and fucking hell, the end of it is me and you just like on fucking Sydney Opera House or whatever. And it's just like, we finally got here. It's just like, yeah. Why is that? Why is that our destination? I don't know. know. It's a completely unearned ending, that. (laughs) Yeah. Why are we at Sydney Opera House? I get it. I get it. I get it. I've... That's stupid of me saying that. If there's anyone in Sydney or in Australia who've got any problems, can you send in your advice? Because that would be a great end to the montage thing. I will put up what I think it could be like. This is amazing thing, right? I find it one of the most uplifting videos on YouTube of this man who travelled around the world. He went to every country in the world and he did a dance, the same dance. Have you seen it? No. It's, an, it's beautiful. It's genuine. We'll put it up on the wall. I'm going to get it. We can put it up on the wolf hour. And I think me and you doing our version of that could be really fun. So, yeah. 
Okay. We obviously need some more of that sweet, sweet yeah. beer fifty two money. So yeah. if you want us to uh, if you want us to come to your town and do a dance that some bloke did at every place in the world, then please do email in. Uh okay, next good luck, uh Anonymous yes. with that. Um and, and, I hope we've helped. And again, can't wait to see what happened when we kick back and chat. <laughs> Next email is from uh, Anonymous again. Uh, hi, Rom and Tom. Absolutely loving the podcast. New series of Ranga Nation and can't wait for the new series of King Gary. You two are hilarious as podcasters. Definitely brought me some much needed laughs over the last few weeks. Thank you very much for that. I wanted to ask your thoughts on Lad Chat. My husband is a lovely, caring person who has good morals and a progressive view of the world. That sounds a bit too lovey-dovey. So for balance, he's also annoying as hell. Haha. <laughs> However, he has a few different WhatsApp groups with various male friends where I know the chat can sometimes be pretty inappropriate. I've not snooped at his messages, hmm. but sometimes I see something pop up <laughs> or he tells me what someone has said. I don't know how, about how much he contributes to it, but I know he finds it funny uh, and I don't know how I feel about it. How can he seem like one way with me, but then joke about awful things with his friends? Am I being completely ridiculous? You have chats which shouldn't be deemed that right, but it's just banter. Obviously, this can open up a minefield of what you can joke about. It's many the way they speak about women or race. Oh, bloody hell. Jeez, yeah. It particularly well. bothers me. <laughs> Thanks for reading. Love you guys. If you read this out, please keep me anonymous in case any of his friends are listening. Tomo? Um, thanks for throwing that hot potato my way. Um, <laughs> I'd say, look, number one, if it's um, yeah, if, it, if, it, if it's treading on the toes of being derogatory uh, towards women or, or racially, then uh, I think, yeah, that that's, I don't think that's acceptable. I think that the fact of the matter is, um, I think we sort of talked about this before and not to get too deep, but, you know, having sort of had sort of therapy and spoke to people who have, who can give you sort of some sort of insight in this, you know, we are massively wired different. That's no piece of rocket science, but I think the fact of the matter is guys are always going to have different things that they joke about and, and he's always going to have friends that, you know, he will he will be different with his mates. You wouldn't want him to be exactly the same way with you as he is with his mates. Because the reason he's with you is because you you're his everything. You you know, are his family, you're his wife, you he loves you. Do you know what I mean? That's that's a very different relationship from the one that he'll have with his mates across a WhatsApp group. Um I think the fact of the matter is I think I've been in WhatsApp groups that, you know, have trod the line um on sort of certain stuff. I think some of it, you know, you'll walk away from it it's a really difficult one this because i think a lot of the stuff that i'll do is stuff that i probably talk about with romesh on this podcast with it's, it is genuinely toilet-based banter and stuff that is uh silly but would i joke with my wife about some of that stuff you know at times yeah at times no i think you, you you're gonna need he's gonna need different outlets to have that as and as, as i sort of reiterate i think if, if that is if it is something that you look at and think, well, actually, I find that pretty abhorrent as a sort of human being, you don't like the stuff that he's talking about or um, some of the stuff that his friends are saying, then I think you're well within your rights to sort of mention that to him and say that I don't think that's correct. And I think I think we can all fall back on this thing of saying, oh, we shouldn't joke about this and no one can joke about this or that and we can't joke about anything anymore. And I think I sort of think that's bullshit, really. I think the fact of the matter is we're a lot wiser than we once were. And I think... You, you can't you kind of be able to have to be sort of held accountable for stuff that you might say that is going to hurt other people's feelings. And I think certainly if you're offended by stuff, you should let them know that because as you're doing him a favor, 
uh, in the end by telling him that. So yeah, it's a, it's a brave thing that you've done. You yeah, it's it's yeah, it's something that I've sort of said this before. I think on here, guys can we can be sort of not stupid, but we can be sort of naive to how we can you know people can you know make other people feel you know. And I think so, unless you actually sort of held that up and go that this is what is you know this is what makes me upset and this is the stuff I don't like you joking about. Yeah, he's not going to leave the WhatsApp group. He can mute it. But um, yeah, Ramesh? Um, I actually think it's quite a complicated one. Um, what I would say is, is I, I've actually talked about this a bit in my, in my I, I, this is, it sounds like I'm plugging it, but it sounds, I, I talked about this in my last book, where I think, I think individual men uh, who are mates of yours, you can talk to about anything and they can be sensitive. And if you've got a problem, they'll, they'll, be, they'll openly chat to, chat to you about it. Groups of men, when men get together, it's one of the most disgusting social things that you could ever possibly imagine, right? Men together, like, if I had a problem, a problem maintaining an erection, right, and I spoke to one of my mates about it on a one-to-one basis, he would be absolutely lovely about it, we'd have a chat about it, and, you know, I'd talk about my anxiety. If I told, if I said to a group of friends at a pub, I'm having a problem maintaining an erection, I would never be able to go out with that group of men again because yeah. <laughs> there is something about men when they gather, there's something about the, the something in the ether that means that you cannot show sensitivity. You can't, sh- and that's getting better, but it's still the case. You can't show sensitivity. Yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. show any of this. Now, with regards to WhatsApp groups, the truth is men have different faces, I think. Do you know what I mean? And like, there is, there, I've, I'm on WhatsApp groups where people make jokes, and I think I cannot fucking believe that people I, I hang out with find this funny. I, I can't believe that people think this is okay, right? Or think that this is even amusing. It's so shit what they've sent, right? Thinking that and putting on the group, I actually think this is fucking off key. Those are two very different things, right? I think your other half, you, you, what you cannot do is hold him accountable for everything that gets posted on that WhatsApp group, right? There, there is shit that go, that will go down on those groups that he won't think is funny, that he won't agree with. Now, it's up to you on a personal level whether, and I'm talking about him really, whether he should challenge something that he doesn't think is all right. For example, I've had a friend say something homophobic in the past, somebody that I consider a good mate, and they said something homophobic, and I challenged him on it because I don't think it's cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, and so, and and... and and if that was a joke, that's one thing. But if that's a joke that stems from his views actually being that, then we've got a bigger problem there or, you know, there's a bigger issue there. So, look, the, I guess what I'm trying to say is, the long and the short of it is, you're not being ridiculous. Uh, you are right. But at the same time, please don't judge your other half on the sort of shit that's coming up in that WhatsApp group. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, I, I, I this thing about, like, race and misogyny and stuff, like, I always... You always think to yourself, I don't know what the fuck's been, you know, like there's loads of horrible shit that gets shared about, do you know what I mean? And a lot of the time, I guarantee you, the number of times I've seen a joke get shared on a big WhatsApp group where it's a big group of blokes, and then I've met up with a couple of them separately, and I've gone, did you not think that was like a bit fucking, that was a bit off key, that? And they go, yeah, but I just didn't want to say. That happens so much, man. I've had it this and week. whether that's right or wrong. I've, yeah, where are you going? I've had go it on. this week with, uh, with a group, and... You know, not to get into specifics of it, but someone on that group has said something that was a bit off key. And now there's like four splinter groups of people saying what a bell in this bloke is. So it's um 
It's a weird. It's, it is a genuine. I think, and I, spe- I think because you know lockdown and whatever, and and WhatsApp has become so prevalent, and us, you know, going through all that stuff. People talk, you know, the way that people are. There's there's an outlet, I suppose, for male and female people going out and being amongst people. I think that so much. I certainly find that like, with my wife, and I think you're the same. I think all my interactions through this has been with her, you know, with Catherine. So we do, you know, that conversations. Do you know what I mean? Certain, you know, the jokes and whatever, and so a lot of that that changes your relationship massively because you haven't got the outlet of going, oh, I'm going to go to the football or she's going to go and do this or I'm going to do the, you know, do that and whatever. You're just a tervier. And that, that does, I think, change the dynamic of... Mate, that yeah. is... You have... That is a fucking great point. Well, let's go out on that then um, and do another email. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but listen, I hope that helps. The truth is, is there's not a simple answer to that. But um, never let... The uh, the trickiness of the situation stopped the wolf on out from attempting to weigh in massively yeah. on an issue despite being hugely underqualified. Yeah. Next email. This is from Eleanor Rogers. Right, cool. Ellie. Ellie. I like yeah. it. Uh, absolutely love the podcast. Just been listening on my morning walk before work. I had to write in after hearing Tom Studfinder drama. Uh, this is where you talked about buying this mm-hmm. Studfinder and it kept yeah. beeping nonstop, so you threw it away. I had the same problem with the top-reviewed one on Amazon. Right. Oh, this is another thing I want to say. A couple of people have said, can you say the name of that company I just named? What, the company you just named? Yeah, that you ordered the stud for. Can I from. say which one it is? No, no, no. The, the website that I've just said, I literally just said the word, but I don't want to say it again. The big website that people buy yeah, everyone's shit Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, said it, with, I said it last no, time. No, no, no. Begins, begins with A. Yeah, yeah. I literally just said it. Well, how do you pronounce it? Amazon. Right. So apparently I pronounce it weird. What, how do you say it? Have you noticed that? No. We've had a I few wish emails. I fucking had, but I haven't. How do you say it? Amazon. I go Amazon. Oh yeah, Amazon. It's Amazon. It's Amazon. Everyone knows that. So Amazon. No, but for some reason, for some reason, I've got into the habit of when it's the. What are you looking on your phone? I'm right? trying to find the name of that stud finder. No, you don't need to find the name of it. You, you don't need to specifically drill down on this. All right. No, no, I'm going to just tell people: do never buy the stud finder Tack Life DM SOS four. Okay, so I'm hoping that. Uh, this isn't the one that Ellie's talking about. But anyway, I had the same problem with the top... Re- is it the top-reviewed one on Amazon? I mean, it's got 5,219 reviews and it's four stars on that. Okay, not not what I asked, but all right. So I had the same problem with the top-reviewed one on Amazon and couldn't work out why it beeped to everything, right? Yeah. So she, it sounds like she's had the same problem with you. Check the instructions... Turns out it's supposed to beep when it finds a wall stud. I've got brick walls, and so it thinks the entire wall is a stud. There is, however, a teeny tiny light in the top corner that lights up for pipes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's very difficult for me, this one, Ellie, because whilst you've been very helpful there, I actually still think that's a massive design flaw. I don't want it beeping at everything. I want, do you know what I wanted? That sweet, sweet sound when it hit a pipe and it beeped. Not beeping at everything. Now I've got to look for a light. It's not making my life any easier. No, you're right. I mean, there is definitely a problem there. But what? But that doesn't detract from the fact that you broke a perfectly good stud finder. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And also the fact that I didn't look at the instructions. Can I just say something? Can I just say something? It's, I feel it's such a shame. Actually, we can. Oh. We're filming. We're recording this. Yeah. I'm going to put out the clip of your face when I told you that because it's one of the best things you've ever done in our friendship. That's going out. We've clipped it up. Uh, 
Hope Tom didn't actually break his. Did you actually yeah, break it? I didn't sit there in the bin. Um, take care of yourselves and be nicer to yourselves. You're both sweet souls. All the best, well, Ellie. Thank, thank you, you Ellie. so much for email, Ellie. And can I just say, I'm absolutely delighted you got in touch. Yeah. Um, okay. Next email is... She's not said to keep her anonymous, but I'm going to. Okay. Uh, listening to the discussion about inner voices really made me laugh. As an only child, for as long as I remember, I can, I, I can remember I've talked to myself, both in my head and out loud. My inner voice sounds very similar to Tom's. That's, I assume that means the words, not the actual voice. As I constantly berate myself for being stupid, fat and useless. During the lockdowns, I've been homeschooling my eight-year-old alongside working full-time from home. We struggled and muddled through with her working across the dining room table for me until we were eventually allowed to form a childcare bubble and then my parents started helping. All was good until she got some schoolwork wrong at my parents and started yelling at herself. An awkward conversation my parents followed as they wanted to know why she was calling herself <laughs> a, a fucking useless piece of shit and me having to admit that she'd been listening to me talk to myself. I've now muted my talking out, out loud when she's around, otherwise I'll be getting a call from a teacher next week. Uh, there's no question really there. She's just sort of uh, sharing a little story there. If anything, um, just some advice. Just To give her some advice? No, she's given us advice. Which is what? Don't try and hide your inner voice from actually being loud. Because, yeah. Like, that's, the, that's, the, 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 that's the opposite of what she's saying, Tom. She's muted now. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We all should try and mute it a little bit. Oh, I see. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. Like, that's I right, genuinely, yeah. like, do you know what? I'm very much looking forward to the day that I can go out on the golf course again. Very much so. But there's a part of me that thinks that thing of me yelling at myself and berating myself for being pathetic and awful at a sport that I... I'm not even being forced to play something. But, like, I've stood there and you know, called myself all sorts of names. I am going to take this this sweet, sweet soul's uh, advice and... <laughs> Next time I'm out there, I'm just going to think, yo, what would she do? Uh, we can't say your name. Uh, but uh, thank you. Uh, it's seldom that we do that, this on this podcast. And maybe this is something that we should implement more is, yeah, and sometimes we teach, but actually we can learn through our teachings. Um, and that's probably, the, yeah, that's probably the deepest thing I've ever said. Well, it's lovely. Um, can I just say, uh, I've actually got what I think is some practical advice for this. Uh, in terms of inner voice, uh, a good thing to do, and it's quite difficult to do, but you should actively try and do this, and it's helped me, is actually deliberately uh, use a kind inner voice and actually sort of, you know, the times when you normally berate yourself, actually go deliberately flip it so that your your inner voice is being kinder about yourself. Sort of think about the things that you're doing, you know, be positive. Think about what you, you know, rather than going, I can't believe I'm so shit at this, you know, change your inner voice to say something like, I've given this the best the best go that I can and all I'm trying to do is be better at this. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm going to keep trying and I'm going to get better. And it's, it's good that I'm trying. You know, like change your inner voice and actually what you find is that's a better way than trying to block the thoughts out. Trying to block the thoughts is just fucking impossible. Oh, that got quite a deep there, didn't Very it? Very deep. Very surreal. Uh, should we do let, let's do one more yeah okay let's hit it out uh hi Ramesh and tom this is from jamie i appreciate that you might not be the first point of call for most people who are experiencing behavioral problems with their dog i don't know if either of you have a dog you? have you listened to this podcast <laughs> i mean he, tom literally pretended to be one for 20 minutes however having listened to your podcast and the solid advice that you give out to people experiencing issues i thought i'd get in touch 
Firstly, you should know that I didn't used to be a dog person. I didn't have anything against them. They just weren't for me. The reason I now have a dog is because my wife and two children love dogs. For two years, I managed to put the purchase off and hold firm in my stance that dogs were a big commitment. And I didn't think the family were up to it. Things changed when I found my son crying himself to sleep one night and asked him what was wrong. He replied, well, we would never have a dog. I don't know why I did that voice. I concluded that I didn't want my children to look back on their children and blame me for a lack of a dog in their life. We decided we'd get a dog, but with a clear understanding it was going to be their dog and not mine. I didn't want to be burdened with the responsibilities that a four-legged friend would demand. Everyone agreed that they would be the ones that looked after it and walked it every day. As I write this, I've returned from my 650th solo dog walk in the last 12 months. Things have not gone to plan, and although the family all love the dog, the burden of the twice-daily dog work now sits firmly on my shoulders. I've tried to push back on my family and plead for them to take on more responsibilities, but this has always resulted in the same answer, that dog walks are stressful. I knew it. He's quite angry in this next paragraph. I knew it. I bloody knew that if we got a dog, I'd be the one walking it and pulling the occasional piece of undigested string hanging out of its ass. Don't get me wrong, I now love this dog, but I loathe his attitude when we're out in public. He's a bully. I know there'll be people listening will say, there are no bad dogs, just bad owners. Well, you haven't walked my dog. I've tried all the training tricks. I've been patient, but I blame his lack of social etiquette on COVID-19. The dog has had barely any human interaction outside of our family, and those he has have seen from a distance. His opportunities for socialisation have been limited. Uh, so I ask you, it sort of goes on a bit longer, but I'm going to cut to the chase. Um, so I ask you for two parts of advice. How can myself uh, and my dog rebuild the confidence of the local community? And how can I convince my family to take on more of the dog walking responsibilities? I anxiously await your suggestions. Now, I'm handing straight over to Tom here. Yo, Jamie. How you doing, bro? Um, Big T here, stepping in on the dog problem. Um, look, man. Firstly, uh, I would say the best advice I got when I was getting a dog was to do puppy training classes because it is, I mean, you, this might be too uh, uh, too far back for you now, but it does give the dog a chance to sort of integrate with different people and dogs. Um, so it means that it doesn't have those social issues. Personally, my dog has so many problems when it comes to like anxiety, uh, hay fever. Um, that's just having a dog, bro. I think you really got the the. I think the truth of it, and I I struggle with this a bit at, at times. And when when we first had a dog, is really bond with the dog and enjoy that time. I love going like that's been one of my favorite bits about lockdown. It's just been spending time just going out with the uh, with the dog, going, going out with my missus, the three of us, but spending time. And and I think weirdly during this lockdown, my relationship with my dog has got so much closer because you know, you're with him all the time. I'd say as well. I think when it comes to the rest of the family, I think you need to, they, they, you don't need to be pushed. It was their choice. They wanted to get a dog. That was the thing that they all dreamed of having. I think you need to push the fact that it's a, one of the best things about having a pet, I think, with a young family, and this is, talking about, well, I haven't got a young family, but is that responsibility of like, this is something we all have to do. I think, you know, when you have a pet with a dog, I think you'll get out and you'll get walking because you have to, because that's the, when, once you sort of sign up to, Having a pooch—that's the thing that the sort of deal you make is that you've got to be going out and taking it out because you know you're its guardian, so to speak. So uh, I'd say it feels that none of this should be the dog's fault. By the way, it's none. Of, whatever the dog is doing, whatever he's going through, that is that's because of how that how it feels within the structure of your family, and dogs will pick up on everything. They're very absorbent to that. So I think making sure the dog feels loved and, and making sure the whole family feel that 
you know, it's not a hindrance having to take it out. It's not, you know, you, you shouldn't have, it shouldn't have to feel that because it will. If you're like, oh, we've got to take it for another walk, it'll feel those things. I will also be there a big, big shout out to uh, Dogs Behaving Badly, which is my favourite show on Channel 5. So it's worth watching. Have you seen that new one on, have you seen that new one on Netflix? No. Canine, I don't know. I might watch it straight after this. Um, anyway, Jamie, I can't give you any advice about how to bring up a dog. We're getting a dog later on in the year, but I, but I can tell you that Tommy, Tommy loves his dog, so his advice is coming from the heart. What I would tell you is regards to your family, your family being out of line here, mate. Do you know what I mean? Because the dog needs walking. They asked you to get a dog, and now they know that if they don't walk the dog that you will, you you've got to you've got to put a foot down here, mate. And I'm not talking about because it's annoying to walk the dog. You have to walk that dog. It's not that dog's fault that it's cho- it's ended up with your family. I don't mean it as that's a bad thing, but I mean you know the dog hasn't chosen to come there. You know you've got this dog, and as a family you're responsible for walking it. So you've got to, you've got to push that back on them. Do you know what I mean? And even if that means uh, you refusing to walk the dog and seeing how they deal with that. I think you need to I think you need to sort of push back on that a bit, mate. So anyway, look, it sounds like you're a bit stressed out. I hope uh that situation sorts itself out. In all likelihood, we'll probably cut this email out of the uh out of the edit because I'm absolutely distraught at the shitty advice I've given. Plus our internet's been my internet's been cutting out the whole time. So um, you know, if this has made it into the final edit, it's a real damning indictment of the other stuff we've done on this episode. Uh so Thank you very much, uh, guys. We're about to crash here, so we've got to, we've got to end this. But uh, Tomo, yo, any final? You don't have to take us out, but you just got a little final sentiment you want to. Final thoughts is please just keep on with the emails. Um, we generally get a Russian kick out reading them, uh, and it's just nice to touch base with people who've been listening to me and my best bud and Edwin Lings. I've been Tom Davis, aka the Wolf. He's been Ramesh Rankin Nathan, a.k.a. The Owl. And it's all right, it's all right, it's all right. <laughs> if you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfowlpod at gmail.com. That's wolfowlpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Yeah.